Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, good time to have Steve Mariucci on the NFL Network. Uh, you can follow him at uh, on Twitter at Steve Mariucci. Well, that makes sense because that's who he is. The NFL Network provides live coverage of the draft uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and the rumors are hot and heavy as we uh, as they always are. And the one thing you know is that quarterbacks will always be somebody's obsession, and there'll always be all the rumors. And that's why, as we bring Steve in, Steve, the rumors now everywhere that the Browns are having a change of heart and are thinking of taking the Carolina kid number one. What's, what, what's your thought? <laughs> well, I, uh, yeah, I know if we have to listen to one more mock draft, well, we're going to listen to Mayox tonight and that'll be it. I hope, um, because it changes every time we go through this board, but, uh, I can't, I don't think they're going to go with, uh, Mitchell Trubisky number one. I don't think they have to they- either. No, they don't, but I don't think they can get him at number 12 either. Can they I, I think they can get him at five, though, right? Yeah, I think, and, and, and John Robinson's getting a lot of uh, phone calls over there at Tennessee at number five, like you mentioned, and several teams are interested in possibly moving up to five. Why? To get ahead of the Jets, to take a quarterback of their liking, and it would probably be either Mitchell Trubisky or Deshaun Watson and, and – uh, and it very well could be the Cleveland Browns trying to move up and doing right. that. And so that's where the – it's funny because this year's it seems to me it's a slam dunk number one pick. Yes. I mean, Miles Garrett's going to be that guy, right? You should don't be. mess around should with be. that. It should be, yeah. The, the, the decision time is, okay, when, when then do you take the quarterbacks? It's not like the Mariota or Jameis Winston, who's number one, or Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers, who's number one. You know what I mean? We've had those several years, Leaf, Manning. That's not the case this year. It's it's when are we going to go to those quarterbacks? There's three or four of them that are four or five of them that are probably going to play in the NFL, but um, you know they're going to be spread out over the first fifty, sixty picks, and so it's going to be interesting where all these kids fall. All right, let me ask you: You're a quarterback guy. Uh, you know that's been your forte. Um, one at a time, likes and dislikes. Trubisky first. What do you like? What are you worried about? Well, all the kids that we're going to talk about, let's talk about the top five. I, I, I know them. I, I've been around them a little bit. and uh, So I have a little bit more of an opinion than just watching some tape. 
uh, had Mitchell Trubisky uh, at the combine. I had him on the board and interviews and, you know, different things like that. And I, I like him. He's new to the, he's only started 13 games, but he did play in 30. It's not like, you know, it's not like that's his only resume. He did play prior to that. I like him. If you're a West Coast offense and you, you want to move the quarterback around, you know, he and, and Deshaun Watson are similar in size, similar in skill set. Uh, the 40 times are similar. You know, all of those things. And I think you would have a good young quarterback to groom as a West Coast offense, uh, you know, whether that is – uh, Hugh Jackson, whether that's a Kansas City or whether that's a, whoever wants to do that kind of an offense, all right? Patrick Mahomes is another fun well, there guy. We go. I had him. Well, now we're to the gunslinger. Now we're to the far well, prototype, he's a right? gunslinger right. now, and I had one of those, yeah, and yeah. far. Well, does and, he have, first of all, does guy. he have that kind of arm? Does he have a fa- – <laughs> his father, I remember, I know his father is a pitcher, so – but does he have – the arm strength. Now, Favre had incredible arm strength. I mean, that's major league yeah. arm strength. Does his yeah. arm strength come anywhere near Favre's arm strength? Well, you see on tape, the kid throws it 65 yards from his knees. I mean, he, he might have the strongest arm in this draft. Patrick Mahomes can sling it. Now, it's not pretty. He'll throw it sidearm. He'll throw it any which way. He hasn't set his feet yet, but this kid is exciting you know, if you watch the Oklahoma game and he threw for 734 yards, he could have had 850. He missed a couple of deep passes. Yeah, he threw 88 um, he's passes. Exciting. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good kid, and he's, you know, his nice dad kid. played the majors. Nice uh, kid. I like yeah. him a lot. Nice kid, I mean, yeah. He's an exciting guy, and somebody's going to, you know, corral this guy and get him a little bit more compact and a more predictable and, and, and teach fundamentals with him. But he's he's a guy that likes to improvise. He likes to get out of the pocket. He's, he's a... Man, he's he's fun to watch. Now, you're a quarterback guy, though, Mooch. This is your thing. Is that guy, does he have the highest ceiling of all these quarterbacks? I don't know. I don't know if he does or not. Um, you know, because the other guys that we didn't talk about yet have a high ceiling. You know, Deshaun Kaiser from Notre Dame is a taller kid. I mean, the first three guys we talked about are all 6'2 guys, yep. okay? 6'2", 222-ish, and they're, right. you know, 4'6", 7", 4'8", right in there. They're all similar. Now you start talking about the taller guys, Patrick or, or Deshaun Kaiser yep. uh, from Notre Dame. You know, the negative, obviously, is, you know, he went 4-8 and eight at Notre Dame last year, okay? Yep. And he played played well, played poorly, played everything in between. He was inconsistent. but Very inconsistent. Smart. Very inconsistent. The kid is really smart now. Yep. I had him on the board. I tried to stump him. Right. You know what? He was really good. He he was he repeated what I said verbatim, and he had never had any West Coast offense before. It was a new language to him, but his retention was unbelievable. I, I like his confidence. I think he's going to have to sit behind somebody uh, and watch if this kid. And the next guy I'll mention, Davis Webb from Cal. Look out! This guy is six four, two thirty, and he he can run, and he threw for forty three hundred yards as well. If these kids sit behind a Carson Palmer or Ben Roethlisberger or Tom Brady or you know and play from a drop back system and and sit for a year or two, they're really going to be good in this league. I think they're, the sky's the limit. If the you were, are, if you were working right right now for a team, which quarterback would, and you had them all at your disposal and you were picking number seven, which kid you taking off the board? Huh. Probably. Mitchell Trubisky okay. or, uh, and, and yeah, how or come? Deshaun Watson. And how come? Pardon me? And why? Well, when you watch him play, you know, when you watch his body of work, which wasn't much, doesn't have a lot on his resume, 
he did some really good things. I mean, he did some things that you say, gosh, it looks like he's been playing a long time. That's a veteran kind of a throw or good footwork or, you know, and he's very good on the move. Um, and then you say, gosh, he's new. He's raw. He's, uh, he was a good teammate when he had to sit behind on the bench when he felt he was the best quarterback, but he just kept his mouth shut and watched the other guy play in front of him and wait his turn. So I think there was some good qualities that we learned from that. He, I think he's going to be a heck of a teammate. That's not to say some of the good. other guys aren't. No, that's okay. I like Deshaun Watson, too. He's a heck of a leader. Oh, he's a very good leader. Alabama, he, he, great leader. Know, that guy's a man. Great leader. I just don't think he. I, I don't think he's going to beat you from the pocket. I think he's a nice player. I don't think he's going to be a great pro. But that's just me. I loved him in college, though. I think he's a great one of the great college quarterbacks I ever saw. Uh, yeah. We're talking with Steve Mariucci. These three backs, Mooch, and they're different. The big three backs, uh, Fournette, McCaffrey, Cook, uh, yep. all, all bring something a little different. Uh, yep. The other two, the, 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 the two behind Fournette are really versatile. Uh, yep. They could do everything for you. Uh, and I gather McCaffrey could even play wide receiver from what I, everyone tells me. Um, sure. Edelman type. Which one of those three, and the question with Fournette is, is there room anymore or is he a dinosaur? Can you play with that kind of running back who really is built to be an eye back? Can you play with that kind of guy anymore in the yeah. NFL? Yes, and where the league is yearning for that kind of a play. I mean, only half the teams have fullbacks these days, right? right? And so... Yeah, you know, if he's got to go to a team that wants to play a little smash mouth because that's what he does very, very well. I've known he and Dalvin Cook uh, since the Under Armour All-American game. I had him three years ago in that game. Leonard Fournette scored the winning touchdown on a wheel route. Everybody says we're worried about his pass receiving. Oh, really? He, 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 he won actually the game caught the on ball a on a wheel route. How, how funny is this? And he, he caught the ball. Him. And he caught it, huh? huh? And he caught it. Yeah, he caught He doesn't have a problem catching the ball. They just didn't use him in that fashion. Now, He's not the pass receiver. He's not going to put him in the slot like no. Christian McCaffrey or no. even Delvin Cook or, or Devontae Freeman or some of these guys. Um, he's not that type of an athlete, but he's the bell cow. He's the tone setter. He said, you know, if you're going to use him, you're going to play some smash mouth and right. play action like crazy, and that's a good way of he's playing football. He's a better football, version of Gurley. He's a better version of Gurley is what he is. Well, you know what? He's uh, We all expected Todd Gurley to be great, and I, I still think, the jury is still out. He showed flashes his rookie year, and, and he's coming back healthy. I, I think he's going to be a good player. But Leonard Fournette, if he keeps his weight down and he stays healthy, I think he's going to be a heck of a pro. All right, what about now, the Christian other McCaffrey, two? Yeah, what about thing. the other two? How about them? Because I happen to love – and listen, I'm not knocking McCaffrey. I think he's got a – and clearly he is a star on the rise in the draft. I love Cook. I never saw anybody play more consistently well against good teams. Cook never played badly in a big game, ever. He, I mean, no, you're number, right. He, he, was, he was great. In the he, big was, game. he was you're great right. in big game. He averaged 10 yards against Clemson for two straight years. He killed Michigan in the bowl game. Every yeah. big game he played, he played great. Yeah. Yeah, I like him a lot. I, I Again, I had him on, on in an Under Armour game and then on Game Changers for a whole day. And the kid has got some spunk to him. He's a versatile guy, like you mentioned. He can play from the eye. He can play in the slot. He can do all of those things. He rushed 4,400 yards and beat Warwick Dunn's record. He's uh, he's quite special, and he, he's going to be a first-round guy. Somebody's going to be very lucky to have him. I don't know. Is he going to go to Tampa and play with his buddy? I think James that would be Winston? perfect for him if he did. Yeah. Perfect. But Absolutely. Christian McCaffrey, he could be a great running back. You, you, you mentioned you put him in. If he went to the Patriots, he'd he would be Edelman. He'd be Edelman. You put him where Edelman and Wes Welker play, he'd have 130 catches I agree. every year. I agree. He'd be Edelman. And he's going to return yeah. the ball, too, if yep. you want him to. I mean, he's really something. 
I agree. And I think they're all really good players. Now, if you had those three, which one would you take first? They're very different, too. So which okay, one so, would you take first? So, again, again, it, it would depend on what kind of offense am I running, okay? Do I want to play with some fullbacks? See, that's why formation? I don't take Fournette, because I don't want to play that offense in the pros anymore. So I don't want him for that reason. That's the only Come on, reason. Mike, I thought you were an old-school no, guy No, like no, no, I, I, no. No, I want, I want Cook. See, I'm taking Cook because, to me, he really? sprawls on steroids is what he is. He's not on steroids. No, and I'm so, saying he sprawls on steroids. So, you know, He's I, a better yeah, version I, of sprawls. You know, if, if I were a creative guy and want to get my name in the paper and just yep. be you know, looked at as like the guru, the offensive genius, yep. you take a guy like Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook and you just put them out there wide and you do some stuff and you let them throw and you let them catch and you don't play receiver and you do all this crazy stuff, and that's fine. That's fine. That's kind of where our game's headed, isn't it? Yeah. But I'm a little old school, and I'd like to play a little smash mouth because I, I think that helps out your quarterback. That helps out your defense. Um, that's why I like a Leonard Fournette. Well, then you take Fournette, but, but, the nobody pl- football game. but nobody plays that way anymore. I wouldn't say nobody plays that way anymore. I, I think at times teams do. A lot of teams will, and you have to to close a game out. Drives me nuts when you you know we're talking about spread formation in a four minute drill. You got a lead and you got a two clock, and we're in a shotgun on the goal line and short yardage. That drives me nuts. I agree. But, uh, you got to be able to play the four minute game. I agree. But a lot of these teams aren't even carrying fullbacks. I know it. I mean, they're using when they feel like they have to. They put one of their tight ends in the backfield. But they don't run lead and blast and ISO, and those things are, are gone. No, it's a, you know, <laughs> let's bad. be honest. I mean, if this was the 1980s, Fournette would be the first player picked. Yeah, you know, yeah, like Ricky Bell. I yeah. mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's a good point. But you know what? He's going to go in the top 10. And he, you know, like we saw Ezekiel Elliott, you know, this year play from the eye, okay, and play very well. And it looked like now. Obviously, he had a great offensive, great offensive line, too. line. Yeah, but great still, line. that that reassured us old timers that hey, there's still a use for pound them out football here. And uh, it'll okay. be interesting to see how Dallas it, does. It will. I think it, a couple linemen. I think it makes it fascinating. Those three backs add a lot of spice to the draft. They really do. I agree. We're talking with yeah. Steve Mariucci. How much do you draw? See, I think Foster from Alabama. Uh, other than Garrett, who's a clear number one, I think Foster might be the best defensive player in the draft, but now he's got all these marks against him. And how much would these positives, or do you think these positives, are going to hurt guys like Peppers and, and Foster in this first round? Yeah, I, I, well. Is it going to hurt him? Yeah, Reuben, Foster, uh, Reuben Foster had the other issue, too, at the Combine where he was sent home. So right. that's not the case with Jabril Peppers. He's a great kid. And, you know, you get this diluted sample, all right, and that equates to a positive. Yep. And it's really not a positive. It's just a huge red flag. And these kids go to the Combine sometimes, and they hydrate like crazy because they're traveling, they're flying, they're running at early hours. They don't want to pull a hamstring. They, you know, all of that. So a lot of them just drink water, drink water water, drink water, and it seems to me we got to figure out a way, if a kid tests positive or diluted sample, then let's figure out a way to quickly test him again. Well, it's my okay? understanding, Mooch, he got a diluted positive, not a diluted negative. Diluted negative, I think, test him again. Diluted positive means they got a drug in the system. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. That's what they said. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's the problem. He gets, That's a positive. He had a positive. You have a negative, a diluted negative. That's fine. Test him again. This guy had a diluted positive, so he doesn't have any. He doesn't have a lot of argument. Are you saying both guys did? Yes. Diluted positive. That's what I was told. That, that's Peppers? what we were told. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, that's not what I was told. Yeah, I but mean, that's, it, what we were, it, that's what we were told. Now, again, unless that's not true, we were told they were, that there's two tests. There's diluted negative, mm-hmm. diluted positive. I know for sure for Peppers, I got to check on Foster, but I'm, I know for sure for Peppers, because we went through it for two hours, he got a diluted positive, which means he's still got a positive test for a drug in the system. Not Why do we even call it diluted positive then? A they positive, do, but they positive, do call it... Because he had a lot of water, but he also had a positive. So it's it's it, he did test positive. They called it a diluted positive. There's four tests. There's positive, negative, diluted positive, and diluted negative. If it's diluted negative, they test him again. This was a diluted positive, which puts him right in the program. Well, you're educating me today. That's what they do. Um, Listen, you know why so we went through it for two again? hours. When did they test him again on a diluted negative? They say right away. Like this afternoon, the next, day, the, the next, the, the next morning, so the next day, and then, or, you know, yes. or what? Just how do you get rid of all your water? They know they give him whatever time he needs to get it out of his system, and then they'll test him again. Hmm. And I don't know hmm. the protocol of how long, but they told me there's four tests. I learned this all the other day. That's why I sound like I know what I'm talking about because I went through this because I didn't understand it, and they explained it to me, and I went through the whole thing, and he got a diluted positive, so that's why he didn't get tested again because he did test positive. Okay, I'm going to look into it. That's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because yeah. that's what they told me. Now, Foster, I didn't spend as much time on, so I got to check on him. But I thought he was the same thing. But I'll check because that puts him right into the protocol according to the collective bargaining agreement. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, and I know it's the case for Peppers. I got to check on him. But tell me about Foster as a player. What do you think about him as a player? Oh, he's he's terrific. You know, he, he's a he's an excellent player. He's he's good against the run. He won the Buckus Award. Uh, you know, that's best linebacker in college football, and he earned it, uh, you know, at six feet, 230 pounds. Uh, he, too, was in our Under Armour All-American game. Wrecking I knew crew. When he was a kid. Wrecking crew player. Yeah, he's a terrific player. Uh, he can cover. He's a good zone player. He'll come up. And Is he a decent kid? Field. Was he a coachable kid? Know was he a tough kid? kid? But, you know, it's all, yeah. I mean, the, the coaches down there like like him a lot. I mean, okay. they, they, uh, he's their leader on defense. He's the... He's, he's the guy that they count on. And so, you know, there's a lot of reasons why this guy is going to be a heck of a football player. Um, you know, the, the incident that, that happened at the combine where they sent them home, right. I, I think we're all, I mean, you know, the rules are tight right now. Every little thing, anybody, you know, we didn't even invite kids to the combine who had any issues whatsoever this year, as you know. So the, the NFL is not playing. And anything that slips, yeah, you're out. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a message being sent to these young kids coming up. So uh, I believe he's a good kid. I, I think he is. We know he's a heck of a player. He's going to get taken in the first round, diluted sample or not. What do you do with I that Oklahoma he's... kid? He knows he's talented. Boy, he's a hard sell to your franchise, though, isn't he, with that tape and the kid the, with, with Mixon hitting, you know, hitting a girl and then. Oh, Joe Mixon. Yeah, I mean, he is talented, though. He is a talented kid, boy. But <laughs> it's hard, people... to sell, hard to sell him to your franchise. He really is. Yeah. Some people have them ranked best back coming out. But anyway, and, and then if, if that incident didn't happen at all, he was, let's say he was a good kid, whatever, and he, and, he is, and he's trying to be a good kid right now. I'm just telling you that. He's done, he's done everything right for a long time now. You know, he served this year off, and he, he uh, you know, stayed in school and, and the whole thing, and he's, he's done well since then. Maybe lesson learned, right? Um, yeah, hope he's so. a heck of a player. Yep. Hopefully, yeah. And, and uh, so he's going to get another chance, Mike. He, somebody's going to give him a chance and, and uh, hope that he does the right things uh, every day and represents the, his family and his school and his new team in a first-class fashion. And, uh, you know, I, 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 yeah, 
uh, fan bases are going to be, you know, they're going to raise their eyebrows. That we're going to take a guy like that. Fine. But that happened several years ago. And since then, he's been good. We're talking with Steve Mariucci, NFL Network. Uh, and, you know, as, as Steve told you, he got to coach some of these guys. So that's a big advantage when you do this, when you get a chance to spend time with the guys and coach them like that. Yeah. You know, that gives you a chance to be around these guys, get a real feel for them and everything else. <clears throat> Give me a kid that you really liked who you had your hands on this year, who you thought really was a heck of a player. Oh, geez. Well, you know, the, the, the kids, how about TJ Watt? All right. You know, we had him, you know, I had four, four guys for a defensive line for our game changers show. I think all four could go in the first round. Um, TJ Watt was one of them. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if the green Bay Packers don't take him. He's from Pewaukee, Wisconsin. Have you ever been there? And Charles Harris, the, the pass rusher from Mizzou and uh, Solomon Thomas is a gem kid from Stanford. I think the Niners should just grab him. Boy, he went two. rocketing up the board. Huh? He came out of he nowhere. Did. We ran a 4-6-9. You watch him play against, the, he was the captain. He and uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey were the captains at Stanford, and they were juniors. And there's a tradition at Stanford, you've got to have seniors as captains. Well, they broke tradition, and they said, these are our two leaders, they're going to be the captains. Christian McCaffrey and Solomon Thomas, they're great kids. And, yeah, I like him. I, I think he's going to go number two to the 49ers. He'd be their captain someday. He's that kind of a guy. Wow, that tells you something right there. So uh, so do you think there's going to be a run on these quarterbacks? Do you think they'll go earlier than we thought, or what do you think? Well, that happens every year, right? It I usually mean, does. usually does. Yeah, I mean, remember the year when Christian Ponder went and Blaine Gabbert went, and they're like 9 and 12, and boom, but boom And they're just people just grabbing quarterbacks. you gotta, you got to go get a quarterback and, and – knowing full well sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but we know for sure you're not getting anywhere without one. And so uh, people reach for quarterbacks. People will reach for that pass rusher. Sometimes they reach for that offensive tackle that can pass protect yep. your franchise quarterback. Yep. It's a real thing. I've had a coach tell me this is the, the thinnest year, the leanest year with offensive linemen that he's seen in 19 years. Also, Mooch, how about the idea that playing that spread is very hard to, to basically forecast whether these guys are going to be good in the pros because Driving they, the, me the, nuts. To try and, you can't really judge them. It's hard to judge them. Mitchell you know, Trubisky told me the last time that he was under center was in sixth grade. Okay, that's unbelievable. So he, he's going to get drafted, and on the first play in preseason, he's going to be under the center. I hope he gets the snap. But <laughs> he, it, it, <laughs> that's where that's where high school football and college football is right now. It's spread offense, shotgun. It's kind of funny because you know how many times Joe Montana was in shotgun? None. Well, one, it went over his head. You know how many times Steve Young was in shotgun? None. You know how many times Brett Favre was in shotgun? First eight years, none. And so the game is evolving into a passing game, and, and all these kids come out of the shotgun, and so it's hard to evaluate the quarterback, but it's hard to evaluate offensive linemen. Very hard. They're in this two-point stand. Yeah, they don't hold they're the a block. Two-point yeah. Stand. Yeah. How about running backs? They sit next to the quarterback, either in pistol or on his side. They're not in the eye formation with a fullback in front of them ever. And so the, all of these kids are – and then the defensive linemen have to play against, you know, run-pass options. You know, you don't really get to get in your track stance and rush the passer because you're playing the run and the pass at the same time. 
it's just a little bit of a different game because of the rules now. It really is. It makes it it makes it fascinating. But it's amazing how the draft is it's taken. It really has taken on a life itself. The pre-draft stuff is hilarious. I mean, how many mock drafts do you think people have done? Like about a million. I mean, million and, and a half. And then, like I said, Mayock tonight. <laughs> and if I have to see one more, I'm going to poke a sharp stick in my eye. All right. Because it's just you know, for two months we've been mock drafting it. Right. Well, listen, you're ready to go tomorrow night. So have fun. Yep. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Okay, Mike. Thanks. Thanks. Yep. Steve Mariucci, NFL Network. Mods, uh, we got to check on Foster just to make sure because clearly it just shows you shows you how bad a job the NFL's done explaining this diluted stuff. You can just see people don't know what the diluted means. You see, there's a perfect example. He's doing a draft, Mariucci. He's prepared for months. And just shows you how people don't know about this diluted, non, you know, positive, negative, the whole thing. It just shows you that you know no one's taking the time to explain this stuff about diluted and everything else. Now we didn't do any time on Foster. I'm assuming that Foster was put right in the program too. You go right into the program if it's a positive. I'm gathering that that Foster must have been a positive diluted also. That's what I'm gathering, right? We got to check on him because we didn't spend any time on Foster. That was the other guy. We spent it on Peppers. Peppers was a positive dilution. We know that, which is why he went right in the program. Because if it's a negative one, they give him a test again. That's the, that's the difference. Uh, but it's still diluted. There's four different possibilities, as we went through the other day. The only reason we know this is because we spent two hours on it the other day finding out about it. 